Welcome to another episode of Chic Compass Connection. This podcast will give you a glimpse into the window of the popular Chic Compass magazine, where we feature art, music, design, fashion, dining, and all things chic for the culture-starved audiences of the world. To view our magazine online, visit chiccompass.com. That's C-H-I-C-C-O-M-P-A-S-S dot com. We would also like to thank the Vegas Room in the Historic Commercial Center in Las Vegas, Nevada, for inviting us to their supper club to broadcast our show. I'm your host, Jamie Hosmer. Let's introduce today's guest. Joan Peck is an editor and author of short stories, spiritual books, and has a mystery book series called The Death Card Series. Her book, Prime Threat, Shattering the Power of Addiction, has helped many who are looking to understand addiction in a whole new way. She's also a contributing writer for Choices Magazine and serves as the editor-in-chief of our own Chic Compass Magazine. Joan lives in Las Vegas, Nevada with her dog, Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea is right here. She was right here. Where'd she go? (laughs) She did. (laughs) Hello, Joan. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So we want to talk, of course, about your many books and your many contributions to Chic Compass Magazine, of course. Why don't we start with the magazine? Um, okay. What do you do for Chic Compass Magazine? How does that, um, how are you involved in the book, in the magazine? Sorry. <laughs> well, I am very excited that now I am the editor in chief. And before that, was contributing writer. And then also, uh, for years now, I've been uh, Anne's personal editor. So, uh, a combination of all things. So, that means you have to go through the entire magazine. Right. And make corrections. Everything from punctuation to grammar, how it's laid out and all that, right? Not how it's laid out. Um, Although, uh, that that can be part of editing if if something is really out of, uh, you know, out of whack. But it is Jake who does the layout of the magazine. Okay. I'm sure we'll have Jake on a future episode uh, as well. You've got to. He's great. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we will. Yeah, he's um, great. And so how long have you been associated with Chic Compass magazine? Since it started. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. It's a great magazine. It is a great magazine. Um, for those of you who are not familiar, go check out Chic Compass magazine. It's really fantastic. It's beautiful enough. It's a coffee table magazine. So you can have that out on your coffee table and just reach for it anytime. But the printing is so beautiful when it's printed like that. Also, as you know, you just said, you can get it on uh, the internet, you know, download. But it is a great magazine. It is. The magazine's a work of art in itself. Yes. And there's always amazing photography. And the interviews are always incredible. And fascinating people, right? Yes. Um, well, you're a fascinating person as well. Well, thank you. <laughs> so you're from Elmira, New York. Yes. Tell, tell, tell me a little bit about that. You're up, how, how was that to grow up in Elmira? It's a small town. It is a small town. It used to be a stagecoach stop a long time ago. It is close to the Pennsylvania border near... Uh, it's called the Southern Tier of New, of New York. It's a small um, dairy farm place, really. It has a big valley. Its uh, its fame is it is the uh, largest 
glider capital of the world. Really? It is. Nobody really knows that. What does that mean? Is that that's where they're all made and manufactured, or just people love to go gliding there? It's Well, they love to go uh, gliding there. It's where you can glide, I guess, for the longest distance because of Got the it. valleys and the upwinds and all of that. Got it. And I know you're going to ask me, and no, I haven't. I've never been up in a glider. <laughs> have you ever wanted to? Yes, I have, actually. So why haven't you? I don't know. <laughs> Life gets in the way. So growing it? up, were you, would you always see people doing it? Yeah, actually, yes. Now, and my brother got to be uh, a pilot wow. of that. and uh, That's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. So your love of writing... Yes. Where did that come from? Did that, when you were a child, did you did you already love writing? I loved I loved reading, and um, way back as a kid, we got into both my sister and I got into the Nancy Drew books, okay. and of course, here she was, a little smarty, right? You know, and solved all these <laughs> mysteries, right? And I think that kind of uh, stuck to me. Um, my sister, I have a twin, and my sister is also a writer. And in our 20s, we wrote short stories, and we actually came in third. I don't know if you remember Red Book magazine, but we Vaguely. came. Well, we came in third for a contest. But wow. what we discovered is we wrote differently, looked at things differently, which is interesting by being identical twins. Identical twins. And so, so that. You wrote that together. We wrote that together, and then we kind of split off, and she did some writing, and I did some writing, and whatever. And then um, I really, you know, I had to work. Uh, I had three kids, and uh, that's that really got pushed to the side until about 2006. Okay. So, okay, let's back up a little bit then. Um, so... You you went to school in Elmira as well? Did you go to college in Elmira? No, no. I went to college in New Jersey. You did? I, at Centenary Junior College. And when you actually started in the workforce, mm -hmm. what were you doing then? Well, I graduated from college and married immediately. That's what we did, you know. And lo and behold, you had kids. Who would have guessed? Yes. And so when I was younger like that, I did a lot of volunteer work. Okay. But I didn't actually work until a little bit later and then worked at, in, as a salesperson in a clothing store. Okay. That was, I think, my, well, that was my second job. And I worked for um, Seal Test Ice Cream. Really? I did. I did some of the filing. This is my very first job, other, you know, serious job, and um, worked on there. And I can remember I brought home a check. I think it was like $53.84 Wow! for a week. And did you get to eat a lot of ice cream? We could. <laughs> <laughs> I probably still have it on my ribs right now. I do have a little extra. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... Okay, so really, um, your quest to become an author uh, was was a long journey. It really was. I always wanted to write, and in college I took a writing course and whatever, and um, but I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. So what brought you to 
Um, what brought you to Las Vegas? Business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what, uh, tell us what finally led you to make the decision uh, to start writing. You have um, right. a series of books called the Death Card Series. I do. Right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, that was, uh, I decided after writing my four books, I've really got started, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Yes. I got started in writing because my son died. He overdosed. And uh, in order to really get my life back in order, I, I needed to do something different. I needed to look at it, and I've always been involved spiritually, and been involved with tarot, been involved with psychics, uh, knew that there was so much more to life than what I had um, what people think. Yeah, you mentioned yes. at a young age yes. you were encouraged to have an open mind, and you realize right. that energetically we're all connected. Yes. Right? Um, I had a near-death experience, really. You did. So I did, and I've had several other experiences in my life. But um, So after Jay died, somebody had suggested the chakras, and I, I loved it, <laughs> except when I read it, it was too confusing because of the language, and it was, you know, Vedican, it just, it was confusing. So I decided to help me, I would write a book, The Seven Major Chakras, keeping it simple. And that way, when I looked at my life, trying to get it back together, I could look at it in sections in order to get myself back healthy. If you live with an alcoholic, live with a drug addict, your life becomes crazy. Yes, they say, you know, you're supposed to step back, but forget it. We all ride the pony, right? We do, whether we want to or not. And so that was how I got started. And then I have to tell you a funny story, because with uh, two other people, I got up and spoke about our books. They spoke about their books. I spoke about this. And after it was done... My friend turned to me and she said, I hope everybody, I hope you recorded this because whatever you do after this is going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny story. It is a funny story and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we always hope to get better as we go along. <laughs> yes. So really your book on the chakras was as much for you. It was, it was therapy. Yes. Yes. Really, and it yep. was to facilitate your healing and learning, how am I going to live the rest of my life? Uh, is that accurate? Yes, I would say that's, that's good. And how to, um, well, I knew I was still connected to Jay, so I knew that. But I was uh, frustrated, I was angry, mm -hmm. which is normal, Yeah. and whatever, but I really, um, I really began, because I felt, it sounds kind of funny. When he died, it was like a relief for me. A re relief for me that he was no longer suffering, because when you're at that stage, you suffer. And a relief for me to know he was in a place where there was love and there was no judgment. Mm. And he needed that to heal. Mm. So it was like, okay. 
And I had known forever that we were connected. I had known forever that we were supposed to do something with his life. You know, his, he would either clear it, and if he didn't, this was, you know, stage B. So it was, uh, and I wanted to help other people, and still do, who are suffering because of that. In that, in that same situation, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I would imagine um, being in that situation is a near impossible situation. Thank you. Right? It's absolutely. Um, how old was your son when he passed? 36. Wow. Um, and you still feel that connection today? Yeah. yeah. That's, one, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so after you wrote about the chakras, uh, what was your next book? Well, then I wrote a workbook on how to live the chakras and really be aware of it. Most of us, if we are aware of what is around us, we will see things and feel things that we never would have. You know, most of us aren't aware or, you know, whatever. So the work, yeah. workbook was that. And then my friend who is uh, um, a psychic said, you know, I have so many people come to me and they say, you know, I'm really into the spiritual thing. What book should I do next? And she said, Joan, there's so many, I never know what to tell them. And she said, you know, we need a book like that. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll do it. And it's an anthology. And it's with 28 different people here in the Valley. Great. And uh, they have all different modalities. The yoga is one of them and whatever. Do you recognize that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. Of course. And the name of that book? Is uh, What You Need to Know to Live a Spiritual Life. Yep. Yep. And I think you're... My wife is in that book. Yes, she is. That's why I said, do you recognize that? That's a wonderful book. That yes, is a wonderful is. book. Um, you know, people are, I think, surprised when they find out uh, how many spiritually advanced people live in Las Vegas. I think it's a, I think it's going to be one of the spiritual capitals of the world because of the light. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, How many people light. are drawn to, you know, quote unquote, Sin City, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's always fascinating to me. But yeah, that, okay, that is a wonderful book. And you, you were um, obviously a, a contributor, but you facilitated putting all of these people together. Yes. And edited, yeah. really, and did this put this whole thing together, right? It was a pretty big undertaking. It was. It was like herding cats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When is your chapter going to be done? I need some artwork. You know, I need a headshot from you. I need a bio. All of that, right? Yeah. It's a lot of work. And it well, came out wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, we should tell the listeners that your wife wrote in the book because she's so connected with animals that and with correct. dogs in particular. Right. That is correct. She yeah. is uh, very connected to animals. She can sense when they're hurting. She can sense when they're happy. And sometimes she can sense, um, you know, what's going on with them even emotionally. Yes. You know, which uh, kind of surprises people, you know. Um, so uh, you have, uh, and after, so after that book, um, what came next? That came Prime Threat, Shattering the Power of Addiction. Okay. Written with my son through a Chandler. Wow. 
And it was so cool because I could ask him, hey, what would have made a difference? And, of course, he laughed and said, Mom, not much. <laughs> wow. So what was the process? Can you go through that a little bit? How? Yes. I would have these sessions. And it took, actually, it took over, trying to think about, um, well, it took well over three years. Anyhow, we had these sessions. And then um, it, things would just come through. And I knew it was Jay because of his humor and what he said and whatever. But it was a great relief because um, it, I had to look at myself and to know that, um, you know, it was reassuring to me, I guess, because when he was a little boy, he had symptoms of this. Two and a half years old, wow. he was climbing into the medicine cabinet to drink cough medicine. Wow. And he, you know, and he always had this, and yet we didn't know it was addictions. Do you know what? It sounds of course, odd. Of course. But we didn't have a computer. We didn't have, you know, and he would, I would take him to like a, a psychologist to find out, you know, fig, kind of figure him out and whatever. So never really being on top of it, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And so it was interesting to me to, he to hear him say, you know, what was needed. And his whole theory really is, boils down to uh, being kind to each other, <laughs> loving each other, and loving yourself. So it was very, very revealing. But he also told us about the uh, about the world, you know, what what the world was called at one point, how many times it had been taken over by water, you know, going through and uh, kind of a regrouping, which I think we're headed the for cycles, now. The cycles, right? The cycles, yes. Well, that is fascinating. Yes. Did he? It's a, it's a great book. Yeah, I need to read that book. Did he come through you or he was coming through someone else? Both of us, but came really through Cheryl. Wow. Yes. And she would say to me afterwards, God, Joan, I've got to listen to this again because I've never heard this stuff before. Oh, Cheryl. I know Cheryl. Yes. What's her last name? Uh, Johnson. Cheryl. Yes, of course. Yes. yes. Cheryl Johnson. Yes. Got it. Who also has a twin. Yes, she does. No, that's crazy. Um. Wow, that is fascinating, Joan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think everybody's going to want to read that book now. Well, I think it's helpful. You know, people say, oh, it's so, you know, so sad and whatever. And I said, no, it's not. I said, read the book. It really isn't. Yes, we hate to lose somebody we love, but listen to what he says. You know, and I ask him, you know, how many different lifetimes and different, uh, different types of addiction has he had? And some of it's, you know, fascinating. And then what do you do? I'd ask him, you know, if you, Jay, if I find somebody uh, who needs, you know, to go to the hospital, what do I do? Or how do I handle this or whatever? And, um, and, and it's interesting. One, one day I was feeling a little blue. And I said, you know, Jay, I really am missing you. And um, so, didn't, you know, it, it's okay. And then I took Sweet Pea for a walk. And where I used to live before, there was a trail behind us, a walking trail. 
So we got up to the gate, and I opened the gate, and lo and behold, there's a hawk there. Now, that's an animal spirit for him. Okay. Okay. And I just looked at him, at the hawk, and the hawk stood absolutely motionless and stood and stared at me, and I said, I know it's you. I know, you know. And the, I, we talked back, and, you know, I talked to him. And then I said, okay, I feel great, thanks so much. And all during this, it was at a time where everybody was headed for school, and they used the trail. There was not one person. Wow. Not one person on a bike. Not one person walking. No kids, anything. And then when I was done, the bird took off. That's amazing. Yeah. What so, an amazing story. Yeah. And, you know, um, I'm struck by... By your son's message of, well, be kind, be loving, and love yourself. I mean, that sounds like a recipe for humanity, right? On how to save humanity, really. Or ask, what is is your purpose in life? Mm -hmm. And the answer is to love. Right. That's the only thing that matters. And there you go. It sounds so simple, right? It does. (laughs) It does. You know, I mean, we could only... uh, just focus on that, I think we'd be okay. Well, and I always laugh, I said, because we don't get to the pearly gates and start in on somebody else who didn't treat us, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. That's right. Wow. So let's move, let's move a little bit forward um, to how you got to the Death Card series. Yes. I said, you know, I want to have fun writing and I want to do this and I said I've always written a mystery book you know wanted to write a mystery book and so my friend had invited me to a seminar and at the seminar last minute Joan are you available in 45 minutes yeah I can be you know so I go and it's about people talking about books and authors and one of the guests that was going to be there was a gentleman from California, and he was interested in his part of work was taking books and making them into movies. Okay. And All so right. in this group of people, you could get up and pitch your book. Well, I didn't have a book in mind, and I was too shy to get up. So I thought, well, you know, it'll work out, you know, it was a as it did work out because uh, we sat together for lunch. Oh, interesting. Yes. You know how the universe works, right? You were supposed to be put together. So afterwards, I said to him, would you mind if I pitch my story? And so out of my mouth (laughs) came this, there is a young girl, she's a tarot card reader, and every time the death card comes up, there's a murder. And her grandmother spirit comes in, always advising her, and she has this cute little dog named Sweet Pea with her. (laughs) And he said, I love it. He said, now write the book. And that's, so it took a couple of years to, you know, get the first book Divided into two books because it was too much for okay. one book. And uh, so by the time I tried to contact him, of course, he was out of business. Oh, my goodness. So I, I said, all right, well, I've got to still keep going. Right. You know, whatever. And so I'm working with somebody now to, you know, and I've always uh, believed that the books were going to be made into TV movies. Okay. Except for the, the next book 
Angels Out of the Dark, which I think will be a standalone movie. Is Angels Out of the Dark a part of the Death Card series? No. So it's separate. It is separate. So one question on the Death Card series for for the listeners that aren't uh, familiar with tarot, the Death Card is what generally represents what it's a so a, the a Death change. Card change. Okay. A change. So it doesn't necessarily mean death. Someone's no. going to pass away. No. It just means it's a change in someone's life. Yeah. It's okay. a beginning and ending. A beginning. Okay. Um, so how many are in the, the, the series right now? How many books? Um, the fourth book is out now. It's okay. called Death in the Shadows. The next book, Death on the Run, will be out in 2021. And the next book after that, which I'm writing now, is called Death Comes Calling. Oh, so and that's the sixth book. Six. That's as far as I've gotten at this and point. And are there going to be more? Do you know? Yes, but I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change with um, the character being the daughter, main character being the daughter. So. so the main characters in the Death Card series, go through a little bit about, about, about the premise and about the plot. Okay. So the premise is that uh, uh, the protagonist is Rosie. She's 32 years old. And she is coming out of a mourning period of three years. Her fiancé was murdered. Okay. Okay. And she's trying to get back her life together. And um, somebody calls her and wants a reading. And she's decided she's afraid to do it. Because when her fiancé, they were ready to get married, she had done a tarot card reading and the death card had come up. Almost as a warning that there was, you know, with her fiancé. And she didn't mention it. She Mm. kind of blew it away, kind of, Mm. because they were getting ready to get married and whatever. She didn't want to be the giver of bad news. Well, and she kind of brushed it off. Okay. And so now she's feeling guilty. Okay. And now she's afraid to read the tarot cards, Got it. Got it. (laughs) So anyhow, she does the reading for the girl, and the girl is murdered. And so now she feels responsible. She wants to find out who who murdered her. And then she becomes involved with uh, the news reporter who actually is working for the FBI undercover. Interesting. And he wants her to help him with what he's working on. And so it goes on and on. It sounds fantastic. It sounds fascinating. It's fun. It's fun. So it's part, you know, tarot, psychic reader, part mystery, part uh, detective, kind of all wrapped into one, right? It is. It is. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. Yeah, and each each one of your books um, is centered around this character? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. And I, I've had a lot of people who really like it. It sounds fun. Yeah. Um, where can people find this? Every place that books are sold. Wonderful. So, Amazon, and Amazon, whatever. Yes. Uh, are they in audiobook format yet? Uh, the first one is. Okay. And the second one is being recorded now. Okay, wonderful. Um, okay, so tell us about your next The book next book, which I'm really excited about, it comes out um, next month in October as a pre-order. It'll be launched in uh, December, and it's called Angels Out of the Dark. Yeah, we should tell people we are in 2020. 
Yes. So if you're listening to this at a later date, <laughs> yeah. the book will be already out. So it's coming <laughs> out right. October 2020. Yes, it's a pre-order, right. Uh, it's a story about a couple whose daughter was uh, murdered in error, mistaken identity, and they have received a lot of money. And they've decided they want to do something to honor their daughter. And they, she was mixed up as a girl on the street, working the streets. And so they have ch- chosen four women on the streets to help them get other women off the streets. Oh, wow. What a great and, premise. And it's a really interesting, down-to-earth book. Uh, has, of course, always has a little humor in it, uh, has love in it, but it really uh, talks about um, human trafficking, addiction, and that is what it, uh, is in all my books, particularly okay. the death card, because I really am concerned about the human trafficking. And in this book, The Angels Out of the Dark, it's dedicated to uh, one of the nonprofits here and to all of the all the nonprofits and people who are helping to get rid of human trafficking. Okay. Well, that is certainly a worthy yeah. endeavor. Um, yeah. And I think we need to uh, have more um, books, you know, uh, things in the media to bring bring that out into the open. Yeah, uh, I do too. That I do too. It is a real problem. And if you couch it in a, the softer tones of a story, I think more and more people are apt to read them and to maybe, yeah. yeah. A- absolutely. And absolutely. That's a wonderful <laughs> point. Um, what else do you have in the works right now? Ah, that is it, my wow, dear. <laughs> that's a lot right there. Um, I am busy. You are, you are a busy woman. I am. Uh, so where does your spark, where does your creativity come from? You know, uh, that's, that's something that I'm fascinated by with creative people is, where does that come from? Well, I'm sure you know this too, that a lot of it's channeled. Yes. We have our people all around us, our angels, people all around us. And if we open up our minds, you know, more things are and relax, then ideas flow much, much more easy. Do you have a specific um, way that you do that when you sit down to write? Yes, I do. Uh, for me, it is um, making a movie in my mind so that I see it. And, I, and then, I'm, you know, as they are walking, I can put that in kind of. Do you know what I mean? So I see it. It all flows. And, and then you yep. describe what you're seeing yes. as much as you can. Yes. Uh, and so you have just a procedure where you sort of sit down and kind of relax your mind and just let these images come in? Is yes. That kind as, of the as, soon as, as soon as I sit down to write, I see the characters and I see them and I see what they say, how they look, what they do. And so that really helps me. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you have a very... Uh, regimented and disciplined way of writing. I know I've I've read about certain writers that 
write that at this exact same time every morning. They sit down at their desk at precisely 9 a.m. till noon. And, you know, that's it. Do you have a, a regimen? I do. Follow? I do. And I try to write 1,000 or 2,000, but 1,000 words a day. And uh, I definitely do my work in the morning. And in order to do that, I'm up in the morning early, but too early to kind of go out. So I read. I read probably two books a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I read in the morning, and then I have to take my shower, get dressed, make the bed, and take sweet pee out and feed her by 8 o'clock. Oh, that's, my goodness. That's the rule okay. for me. Okay. And then I sit down, and I've got about a half an hour maybe to just check through my uh, Facebook, wish everybody a happy birthday, that type of thing. Yep. And then I sit down to write. And if people want to talk to me, it's usually in the afternoon. If I make doctor's appointments, it's in the afternoon. All of that. Give myself time in the morning because that's where I'm the freshest. And how long yeah. do you usually write for? Do you have a set time? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't. I can be sitting down and it's, it's five hours later. And you don't, it just goes by. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I really need to learn to set my alarm. So I drink water, get up and move around. Right. You know. It's easy yeah. when you're in that zone to forget to do these things. Yeah, it is. To eat a little food, to drink some water. <laughs> and I know it's yeah. really interesting how time goes by so quickly. Yeah. You see it in your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Um, what advice would you give to an aspiring author or writer? Just sit down and write, you know. Uh, if you're writing, a non there is a difference between writing with nonfiction and fiction. Because uh, with, with fic or non nonfiction, you know, you're, you're creating. With fiction or nonfiction, you are really creating for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, the seven steps to becoming wealthy or the seven steps sure. to becoming happy or whatever. And so I always say to them, always look at the takeaway for the reader in anything, whether both, both forms, actually, but the takeaway. And if you can write the preface, you can write the book. So if you can write why somebody should pick up your book, you can write the book. And uh, for... Uh, Fiction, it's a little bit different because you're really writing your, for yourself, mm -hmm. you know. And there's less sense of doing for others in it. So you have to be willing to say, look, it, I'm writing the book for myself, you know. Yes, other yep. people can be enjoy it, but it's really for yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And one last question that I'm curious about. Do you edit your own books or do you have somebody else edit for you? I, unfortunately, I edit it myself. And if I edit it once, I have to edit probably 15 times because I'm missing it. At this point in my life, money is tight. Yeah. So I edit myself. We are still in the middle of yes. the COVID world. Yes. So uh, yeah, things are different right now. Yes, they are. Got yes, it. Yes, they are. And But do you find that um, challenging? Because I, as, as a songwriter and a producer, sometimes if I'm producing uh, a record of my own, which I'm actually in the middle of, it can be challenging to yes. yeah. uh, 
objectively look at my own work, yes. right? It's definitely challenging. I, I was wondering if, does the same apply? Yes. And I use Grammarly, which is a editing program. So okay. that helps. But uh, I also, on all my books, I have my one daughter, because she has more time than the other daughter, uh, read my book to see if she you know, likes it, if it makes sense. But I ask her, just tell me what's wrong with it. But unfortunately, she doesn't. She says, that, <laughs> you know, she tells me she likes it. <laughs> it's great, Mom. Yeah, so yeah. then I have to have somebody else read it and whatever to just see that it makes sense. And then I have my ARC readers who will take a look at the book and read it for reviews and stuff. But, That's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wish you the best of luck, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to dig into some of these books. Where can people, um, obviously, they can go to anywhere books are sold to find your books. Uh, Where can people find more about you? They can find it on uh, my website, which is uh, thedeathcardseries.com. Or uh, I'm just in the midst of uh, probably in the next week or so, my new website will be up. But my company is bejeweled7.com. Bejeweled7.com. The number seven or written out? Number seven. Bejeweled7.com. So that's where they can find you and keep in touch with you. And and I imagine you're on social media as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, Joan, thank you so much for being here. This has been a fascinating interview. Well, thank you. It's so much fun to see you again, too. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. You have been listening to the Chic Compass Connection podcast. To learn more about Chic Compass magazine, visit chiccompass.com. That's C-H-I-C-C-O-M-P-A-S-S dot com. Thanks again to The Vegas Room for hosting us. Visit thevegasroom.com to find out more about this great supper club. This is Jamie Hosmer. Thanks for listening. 